The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to make sales feel personal in the virtual age and the importance of digital personalization in B2B marketing. Joining us is Derek Jenkins, who is the head of marketing at Owler, which is the world's largest community-driven information and insights platform. Owler provides exclusive firmographic and competitive data on over 15 million private and public businesses curated from a community of 5 million business professionals. And today, Derek and I are going to talk about supporting sales in the virtual age. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Derek Jenkins, the head of marketing at Owler. Derek, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about the merger of sales and marketing. Owler is a, let's call it a business intelligence platform. Talk to me a little bit about how marketing and sales are working together. You know, how do marketers support sales? I think it is imperative and crucial that marketing and sales are heavily aligned, especially for B2B platforms, right? I think we need to always be singing from the same hymn sheet in terms of who we're going after, the message we're trying to portray in our end goal. In terms of how we do it, I would say I am so closely linked to our sales team. It's constant communication with our director of sales, constant communication with our CEO. And the benefit probably we have is that we're, because we are a small company, a small business, we're able to have that kind of open discussion and kind of a rhythm and routine about everything we're doing to push the business further and to make sure that all of our objectives are met. So the objectives that we have for the marketing team align with the overall objectives of the sales team, which is to generate revenue. So we're all looking at ourselves as revenue leads. This is such an important topic that we actually launched a new podcast to talk about it. So we got to get you on the Revenue Generator podcast one of these days. But there is an overlap of marketing and sales. And I think that there's a couple macro factors that we should talk about when it comes to sales relationship with marketing and how it's changing. It used to be sales and marketing were siloed mm -hmm. and kind of like street gangs at odds with each other. It's always sales fault. It's always marketing's fault. And in the boardroom, sales and marketing were basically trying to ship each other. And that's not necessarily the case now. What changed and why are you said singing from the same hymn sheet? That means that the sales and marketing team need to be in the same chapel and not trying to be at each other's throats. What happened? 
I can 100% agree with the way things were. I lived that experience where it was more of marketing, giving you stuff, saying, this is your story. This is how you need to tell it. Go do your job and sell it. And now it needs to end in my company, very much collaborative, where we have the end goal in mind. And we also know the bandwidth that each department has to help us push that boat out a bit further each day, right? We collaborate on everything. I need to connect with sales to make sure that I understand the audience that they're going after so that we're positioning our product in the correct way. I need to make sure I understand the challenges they have from a competitive landscape so we can, again, position the product correctly and I can give them the right materials they need to effectively do their job. So it has to be an open and honest conversation. And sometimes it can be aggressive. And I find those conversations to be the best because we get the best outcomes from them. My thought is it used to be, like I said, a lot of conflict because a lot of it was misaligned incentives. There's the notion of the MQL, which honestly feels like it's a little bit of a relic at this point where marketing was saying, I deem thy lead qualified. This is a future sale. And if sales can't convert it, they're a bunch of dummies. And sales would say the marketing qualified leads aren't actually relevant. These people aren't good because we can't close them. What happened in terms of driving alignment? Is it just purely that the executive level function said sales and marketing, we're all going to work together? Is it data flow? Is it shared KPIs? What led to this sort of metamorphosis of sales going from an arm wrestling contest to holding hands? I love what you said, shared KPIs, because I do believe that's a lot of it. But I've seen, similar to myself, I have a background in sales, right? So I understand the battle. And I've seen a lot more marketers days, marketers days actually have backgrounds in sales. So we understand what they're dealing with. And when I think about the MQL, it has changed and every company is distinctly different. I don't think of just giving leads to the sales team. I'm trying to bring them opportunities, not just volume. You know what I mean? The right opportunity to help them. That's pretty nuanced. Let's talk about that. What's the difference between a lead and an opportunity? I mean, we could get into the semantics of the name lead and opportunity, but what do you mean is the difference of like, somebody filled out a web form and this is actually a chance for you to sell? Exactly. So someone fills out a web form, fills out any type of information, it's generating a certain amount of volume of interest. But my team will actually decipher it, dig a bit deeper, look at that lead, pull out who we believe was a true ICP to give onto the sales team as a potential opportunity. So I'm not just giving them, for lack of better words, filler and noise. By the time that lands in their lap, if it's coming from my team, it's been somewhat qualified as an opportunity that you should take on fully and not just do the sometimes basic dance. We've done our part to scan it into almost to pre-qualify it, to look into it with detail. Here's an opportunity for you to close. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. 
Mutinex Growth OX. Your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I think that the old assumption was... As a marketer, my job is to get a high volume of bodies to fill out the middle of funnel form. I'm going to do enough marketing. I'm going to build enough awareness. I'm going to get people to the website. I'm going to get them to some sort of a demo request. If we're talking about B2B page or some sort of white paper, they give me their contact information. You go sell them. And now we've got a little bit more of a process to not only understand how to drive volume, but to understand who that is. Talk to me about some of the ways that you're thinking about enriching the data that you're getting from those form fills to figure out who's actually in your ICP. In terms of enriching the data, it's more of us combing through the data and looking at the quality of that lead that comes in and really peeling it back. We'll do our due diligence sometimes if we're complete. We'll look at the content that we request from the lead form. When we have time, and we do make the time for this, looking at that lead and seeing what their profile looks like on LinkedIn if we have the time, matching them with some of the data points that we already have in our own system to see if this makes sense for our, for our actual product. We could be siphoning out those leads and say, okay, we're going to follow up with them with a marketing type follow-up email, but then those leads exclusively for sales. It's interesting because I think of that as a sales activity. Hey, we've got all of these form fills, sales' job is to take the MQL, the marketing qualified lead, and then figure out what is the SAL, the sales accepted lead. And I always thought that that was, to use another TLA, three-letter acronym, we're going from MQL, the BDR or SDR is going to say whether it's an SAL, and then we're going to call them LMNOPs. (laughs) The LMNOPs is not a thing. I made that up. But your marketing gets somebody to fill out a form. A junior member of the sales team is going to go through the process of combing through the LinkedIn, figuring out if they're prospecting, maybe even doing a prospecting call, and then hand everything to an account exec. Marketing taking over that prospecting process. I wouldn't say taking it over, but working with them on it. So it's not a matter of who's taking this responsibility. And that's where I think we're bridging the marketing and sales coming together a bit more as well, because it constantly evolves too. So what's the ideal handshake there, right? It seems like that's always the source of conflict and it still seems like there's gray area. What's your advice for companies working through where the line in the sand is and how to make the handoff? That's hard for me to say because in our case, it's not so much a handoff because even as they're going through the motion of selling, I'm still having conversations with the heads of sales about some of the leads in particular. So it's handoff in terms of they're doing it but I'm still actively engaged because I also want to learn and build new data points for us to remarket later on. What I'm hearing from you is it's not just that the line of the MQL and the definition of what goes through the various stages and gets on to sales. There is no clear line of where marketing is stopping to work and sales is taking over now. I don't think so. I'm constantly talking to our sales guys all the time. 
Right. And what I'm hearing from you is that you're continuing to market to those leads. You're continuing to try to nurture and enrich those prospects. And provide content as needed for those prospects if we have time to generate something for them. Absolutely. It continues. So Derek, tell me, is this something that the larger businesses are able to figure out that we've got a big enough staff so the marketing team can work closely with the sales team and sort of assign individual responsibilities to manage leads? Or is this something that organizations of all types can work together on? I definitely think there's a room for it at all organizations to to have some type of hybrid role. Absolutely where they're linked up a bit more. And it doesn't mean the entire marketing team is constantly working with everyone in sales. Absolutely not. But there could be one or two key individuals that are listening and engaging with sales a bit more consistently. I guess the last question I have for you today, you know, we've seen this overlap and this blending of marketing and sales. Some people call it smarketing. Mm, I've seen that. I hate smarketing. It's it's smooped. <laughs> But I think most people are calling it the revenue team now, right? Where you're getting a CRO instead of a CMO, and there is sort of a connection of the passing of data across not only marketing, sales, customer success, we're able to look at revenue generation over the entire life cycle. As you start to look into the crystal ball, in your opinion, are marketers getting sort of absorbed into this larger revenue team? Or do you think there's going to be a static siloed marketing team moving forward? I think there will still be marketing teams. I just think that they will come together a bit more with sales. And to your point, you know, you're, you asked me to join your revenue generating podcast, right? I think most good marketers do have that revenue tied head on at the same time, always. So the reporting lines do get blurred sometimes, which makes sense. You know, I started my career in sales, but I got my education in marketing. And somebody early on in my career told me that everything in your career, no matter what your field is, is always sales. You can be an accountant and your job is to sell that your accounting is accurate. You can be in, you know, whatever field it is and you're always selling something. And, you know, even for me, having gone through my career, getting into marketing, I always felt like understanding the sales process, that one of those things that I learned early in my career helped me not only to be persuasive, helped me figure out what my marketing message was, it helped me understand the process. And I think that that's something that career marketers sometimes can struggle with is understanding what happens after you get to that infamous MQL stage, something we maybe can all work on. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Derek Jenkins, the head of marketing at Owler. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Derek and I are going to continue the conversation talking about personalizing B2B marketing in an evolving marketplace. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Derek, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is Owler.com. That's O-W-L-E-R.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. 
All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.